Welcome to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast, brought to you by the Iron Tavern and Spellburn. Our cast of characters for this campaign is Baptist, the cannibalistic thief, Nuniklaus, the boom cannon wizard, Jargon, where did he go, halfling, Santh, cleric of Mani, Vixila, the guardian warrior, Gonlex, the warrior who dreams of seafaring journeys, Mephrodis, the corrupted wizard, Bong, the glistening warrior, Aram, the sergeant-at-arms warrior, and Jadawin, the apprentice wizard. The party enters the City of the Dead to seek out the body of Ephardius in order to learn more of Leotal and her defenses at the tower. Sant harasses the fledgling clergy of Cthulhu in order to further prove Mani's power and growing relevance within the city. During the day, the temple is prepared for the evening ceremony to Mani. That night, the party must defend the Temple of the Moon against an attempt from Leotal's minions to interfere with the ritual. Last week, you guys tracked down Captain Rack by sending the Elder Town after it, after him. He put up a little bit of a battle, but the Elder Town succeeded, brought him back. You guys questioned him uh, rather intensively down in the butcher's room. Um, he told you that Liga Talk uh, had a party that was killed, that he went into hiding because he feared for his life. Um, he gave you the name of a contact named Carthus, who was another uh, sergeant in the city guard who he trusted. And he gave you a letter of introduction to get a conversation started with that guy. Uh, you guys went and met him and then decided to bring the two of them together at Ezrin's. Uh, that didn't go so well uh, between the ape men, that's the flying apes that uh, ambushed you along the way, which you guys escaped from. Uh, Ezrin was none too happy about having City Guard brought into his establishment and uh, gave a knockout drug to both uh, Carthus and Captain Rack. And you guys left from there and returned to the temple. Another small group went off to try to figure out where Afardius was, where he'd been buried. You found he had been placed, uh, the city guard had paid some puppers to uh, dump his body in the City of the Dead, uh, which is uh, sectioned off from the city now, mainly because the swamps have eased their way slightly closer. Uh, and you guys didn't actually go into the City of the Dead, but that's you've learned that that's where Fardius' body was. And in the interim, Santh was preparing to uh, the, the temple for the sacrifice that's coming up quite quickly. And that's where we left off. <clears throat> we should still be outside the City of the Dead, right? Right, that's where we left off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And those guys said that they were going to essentially take us in and they were going to abandon. Yes, they do not want to be in there any longer than they have to be. Well, but they say they can point you to the basic place where they dumped the body. Well, I think from a recovering the body standpoint, if we can wait to do that after the ceremony at the moon, Santh can go with you guys. And, I mean, City of the Dead, Undead, seems to be maybe the biggest fear there. Not that our group fears anything, but... Um, Each other. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know, Santh can obviously help deal with undead. And... His own army. What's that? Babis was going to go in there to start his own army. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Can Santh yeah, that, turn I, undead? I agree with Santh. I think that's a wise choice. Are you able to handle undead with your alignment? 
Yes, because I'm okay. still neutral and not chaotic. Okay. So, yeah, I just actually looked that up to double check, and I'm definitely good for uh, for um, undead. Awesome. So then reconvene back at the temple for preparation for the sacrifice, I believe, tomorrow night, correct? Yeah, so y'all want to recover Ephardius while you're there? I mean, y'all came all the way there. You got Baptist. He likes dead stuff. It's just Baptist and Jargon. I thought they. I thought like Vixila and Vixila Claws went and picked them up. Right? Didn't we pick them up and take them back to the temple? You sent them by. I don't know, hundred percent sure whether you guys headed back to the temple or what. I think we were still kind of waiting because we were supposed to match up. We ran out of time. Yeah, but towards towards the end there, Nudie Klaus and Vixila, like when when we were kind of walking off in different directions from our uh, fun time in Ezrin's, Nudie Klaus and Vixila went by. The, the city of the dead to pick up um, Jargon and Nudie Klaus or I mean Baptist well no Baptist went with you guys to go that's right this. it was Baptist Nudie, I'm Nudie sorry you're right you're right. you're right my bad I just work here man I'm just a cleric <laughs> <laughs> I mean if cause how long like, how long do we have before we have to is, is the sacrifice tonight it's, it's next it's, night I think, I'm assuming right? I'm assuming like it's it's evening time day before right correct that's so what I'm yeah. assuming as well. It's evening time, so you've got roughly 24 hours before There's people always start a, to show up. The possibility that Ephardius may know something that may help us against later. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I'd like to go get it ahead of time. Well, I mean, how long is it going to take us, Jeffrey? Game? Uh, oh heck, I don't know. It depends on your decisions. It's not very comforting. It's a big city of the dead. Have the um. Since since Vixila wasn't there, have the guards said anything about what they fear within the city of the dead? Like, have they actually said that the dead are up walking around and stuff? Well, you guys are talking to the the paupers, uh, the ones that like like the guard, the city guard just like paid off a couple people. Hey, take them into there and you know dump right. the, dump the body. <laughs> we paid so, those guys for that. Correct. You've paid them, the ones that actually did the body carrying, not the city guards. They just seem to say that spooky things happen in there. Sometimes things do move about. Uh, so they're just, I mean, they've sort of already fessed up. They don't really bury the dead. They like toss them into a mound and then like get out of there. I think it's better if he's going to have some information if Methodists can talk to him. But if it takes a long time, I don't want to... Well, I can always say uh, Jadwin comes down or something to see what's taking everybody so long. Yeah, send Korg. Torg? Torg's level zero. Y'all aren't going to get him killed, are you? I'm kind of fond of him. Is he drinking out of cups? Oh, he's the cup bearer. He can't be spared. Who's the the higher level guy? No, he never leveled. He... He's got seen some action. He's got like seven or eight experience points. Well, which one is the who? Who is the higher level guy then? Uh, I can't remember. Estrobia, who's in the guild right now. Jadwin's should be at the temple. He's a first level wizard. And now we need a fighter. We need a henchman. I right. think. Okay. Well, I'll send. Uh, Surely we'd have brought Colgrim down. Somebody to carry, right? Colgrim will come down. I vote we go get the body. But I mean everybody else. Hey, Jeffrey. In the in the meantime, while this is going on, mm-hmm. how far is the uh, the little I don't know. I call it a chapel because I know it wasn't a temple. But how how far away from the Temple of the Moon is the uh, small little chapel to Cthulhu? Probably just a couple blocks. Not super far. Santh wants to district. Santh wants to walk by and see how it's doing. Okay. He's a, he's um 
Um, he'll wait until Bong gets back. Okay. Yeah, Bong and um, Aram yeah. come back with Rack and. Yeah, he'll ask them to come with him. Okay. Just to go take a look at the chapel of Cthulhu. All right, Bong gives instructions to have Captain Rack tied and put in the torture room and guarded. And the, what was the other fellow's name? Uh, Carthus. Carthus. And he instructs that Carthus be put in with the rest of the men and, like, not tied, but not to be told where Rack is and watched. And then he'll go with Sam. Okay. Captain Rack protests, but is easily overpowered. He's unconscious. Or he's wise. Oh, yeah, that's he right. He was at the time. So I was hoping to, like, wake him to put some scare on him when when there's a free moment. Um. When you go by the Cthulhu area, remember it was set back in a, like a copse of trees and stuff. Yeah, it was like a little shadowy grove. Yeah, and the path seems well worn. Um, it, it it seems like it's being somewhat maintained, though it seems like they like the spooky vibe of the dark grove of trees. Uh, but it seems like the path is well worn. Are there any uh, people there? Like anybody um, at the chapel? Are you going to go back the path? Perhaps some of my former minions. Um, I don't know that I want to go down the path. I think someone should go down the path. <clears throat> Bong will go down the um, path. Yeah, well, tell him what you want him to do. Have him go take a look real quick. I just want to know if um, I'm trying to look for their names: the Tardis, Thack, and Okar. Yep, those and Okar's were the th- one that seemed to assume sort of a leadership role. Yeah. See if those guys are. See if he. See if he sees any of those three fools that used to used to tend the chapel there. Okay. Uh, and Bong's gonna walk back. So Bong asks Sam, "What do you want me to kill them?" Um. No. If they're there, though, I think we should club them and take them to the temple tonight and sacrifice them tomorrow. All right. Bong. He puts on his brass knuckles. Okay. Okay, and walks up, pushes the door open to the chapel. Um, there are numerous people inside the chapel. Uh, they seem to be, there's that pool in the center of the, um, the temple. Several of their attention, a lot of their attention is turned and focused to that. Uh, there's black wax candles burning in the corners. Uh, and there's some chanting going on and he does, uh, recognize, uh, Tardos. Okay. Tardos? Yep. I motion for Tardos to come over, but not not Okar. Okar's not there. I'm gonna. Ask. Okar does not appear to be there at the moment. Uh, Bong when you say there's t- a few people in the temple, how many are there? Uh, seven others. Seven. Okay. Cool. I'm sorry, Matt. I kept interrupt- interrupting you. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, Bong's just motioning for Tardos to come over. Tardos or whatever his name is. Um, he he walks over. He says, Can hey, I help you? I'm looking for Thak and Okar. Are they here? Uh, they're not. They're out on a uh, business. All right. I have someone outside who's asking to see you as well as see the me? other two. What kind of... Yes. Do they wish to make a tithe? Uh, they do, but they don't want it known publicly, so they would rather do it outside the temple. They're just out right on outside. The, out on the street in front of everybody? No, no. He's in the grove. Come, come on out. Is he uh, kind of away from everybody else? Uh, yeah, I mean, he's probably like six feet away or so now. Okay, six feet? Yeah. Are they sufficiently distracted? They seem to be relatively distracted, yeah. Their attention's sort of much more focused on the pool in the center. Okay. Um. 
bong is going to make a right uppercut on the guy. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Before you do that, just if you can get him to come out into the grove, that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> He's doing that with an uppercut to the... <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. That's true. I want to see if I can't lotus stare him first, and then maybe we can... All right, Bong just puts his hand around his shoulder like, look, you got to come right now, and just kind of pretty much pulls him out the door. Okay. He'll hold uh, his mouth if he, he starts to scream or anything like that. He doesn't resist too much. In fact, he motions to one of the others that, like, he's got it under control, and he'll be back in a minute. And so I take him over to Sam. Okay, so you've got Tardos. I wish Jargon was here. <laughs> um, all right. So as they're walking over, um, I will say a quick prayer to Monty, and then look. Uh, when they get close, I'll look at Tardis in the eyes and um, call upon the map, the power of the moon goddess, and try to lotus stare this fool. Thirteen. Damn it! That's gonna fail in a second. Level. Yeah. It's- Son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> must be the presence of Cthulhu sort of, you know, hammering in on Monty's power there. Bong just, like, taps him on the sh- um, pats him on the shoulder and says, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. He's not quite ready. Give him a second. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what does the guy do? Does he recognize anything that's going on? Uh, he recognizes Sam and asks, is this the man you wanted me to see? Uh, yes, that's the one. He's like, yeah, yes. You decide to come back to Cthulhu? You regret your ways? You realize the errors you've made? I do. Cast it again. I think, I think, um, well, hold my hands, brother, and look into my eyes, and let's say a prayer together to Cthulhu. Well, you should come and be next to the pool. Well, but I don't... don't, Let the graces of Cthulhu wash over you. This is true, but I... Feel his warm embrace. I want to feel his embrace from you first. Oh, son of a bitch! (laughs) Bong starts cracking his knuckles. I, yeah, I just look. I just look over at Bong, and I'm just like shrug, and then I give you a nod. <laughs> just club him. Bong's gonna try to knock him unconscious with a mighty deed. Okay. Ah, uh, he missed the deed. <laughs> but he probably hit oh, him in the shit. face. You did hit him. <laughs> For seven damage. Ah. Uh. You pretty much uh, kill him outright. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, good enough. Let's just bring his body. Yeah, let's roll his body. Maybe he's still alive. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> Santh whistles as we walk back to the temple. So, are you just leaving him out there in the grove? No, we're taking him his body with us All right, through the street. We, we got to find some um, way to carry him. We'll, we'll um, Let's we'll put his hood up on his cloak, and we'll just carry him through the streets like he's drunk. Yeah, we'll sing some songs, bump into people. Okay. So you see, guys, see, make it's your way got through like the a streets. Flask or something. We can we can take turns pretending to take a drag off the flask. Okay. Uh, so you guys go through the streets with the rogue hooded guy uh, <laughs> drag through the streets to money <laughs> to the temple uh, next time I'll take the brass knuckles off before I punch somebody is he um like I'll check his pulse I'm a cleric is he is he is he dead he's dead you could heal him oh, right shit well not now I mean at the time we drag him through the streets I'm pretty sure that the turn the body actually yeah I put him on the ground and I turned his body over 
<laughs> Does that work? Dude. NPCs? <laughs> Not really. Uh, only if you want all your monsters to be the same way. No, I do not. That's a very good oh, point. What is- oh, fucking A, dude. I'm going to animate dead, and we can sacrifice his undead form to mock Oh, gosh. That's, that's an even better plan. <laughs> do you have that? I'm yeah. favor from that. Cool. I just, I yeah, we bring him into the temple and <laughs> prop him up next to the altar. Okay. <laughs> Throw him down there with the temple. What are you telling your money followers? I tell them that this is some weak-hearted fool that used to follow some pissant god that doesn't answer prayers. I told him to shut your mouth and know your role and get back to praying. That's right. That's exactly what we do. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, you, you got, got to the... kill the heretic, right? <laughs> <laughs> Slay the non-believer. This dead Monty was a chump. That's what happens. So you've got the dead body back at the temple near the sacrifice area, and is Colgrim going to the city of the dead? <clears throat> yeah, Colgrim will go. By the way, there's a subdual damage rule. If I didn't hear anyone say they were subduing. Well, I was going for a knockout. I'm cool. Well, yeah, he said he was just trying to knock him I, out. I'm cool with, you know, it's kind of neat killing a guy with one punch. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, it, it worked for Sans. Sans just wanted to piss off Cthulhu because he's been, he was such a dick, so. Because you guys don't yeah, have enough enemies. Do. But it might like be a it. good angle, you know. <laughs> just everybody fighting everybody. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Chaos, man. That's right. It's chaos. I mean, there might as well be a war over in the temple district while we're at it, right? While, while um, <laughs> after we after we get back into the temple and I, I throw his body in the corner somewhere, ready to we'll, we'll prep it later. Um, after Bong yells at the minions to keep praying, Santa's going to stand up on the altar with a glass of water, and he's going to put his hand like like Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. And drop a little thing of water on his hand, and then he's gonna, he gonna do it. Again. He's gonna do it again, and he's gonna like chaos theory. Welcome to the <laughs> temple, bitches. <laughs> Please tell me he's gonna say something like life uh, 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 finds a way. That <laughs> <laughs> that that's the essence of chaos theory. Uh, and there, uh, there, Doctor, what's his name goes. And now I'm sitting here talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeff Goldblum, if you listen to the podcast. I did a terrible impersonation of you. You are an awesome man. Buck Rubon is always your finest work. (laughs) You guys are cutscene to the City of the Dead? How far? Babis will ask the the, uh, the homeless is into the body. How far is what? How far into the City of the Dead is the body? Five minutes to get back in the general direction. It's, it's towards the back. Colgrim, now that he's there, he said, does this kid know where the body is? Yeah, he knows where it is. Why doesn't he take us to it? He's going to. Awesome. Colgrim puts a dagger in his back and like, take us to the body, kid. No, I can't take you all the way. I can, I'll show you where it's at. I push a little harder with a dagger, break the skin I, a little bit. I'll show you where it's at. And he starts to go through the gate. <laughs> <laughs> And they lead you to right about here, and they motion off to a hill off that direction. They said, it's in there. It's inside. All right, take us on up. Point them out to us. Oh, we stop here. It's there. That's where we put it. 
How big you is this? You put it there. You didn't stop right here. Then walk out there to the thing and show us where it is. Okay, but once we're there, we'll turn around and leave it with our silver. I told you, when we get our in. hands on the body, you can go. That, that wasn't part of the deal. We'll show that's you where it was at. That's, that's the deal. It's your problem if you can find the body amongst all the ones in there. All right, Colgram just picks up the, the kid, puts him in like a bear hug, puts him under the arm, and just starts walking towards it. Go ahead. Okay. So you start walking there. The ground's a little muddy. It sucks at your feet. Um, the uh, Is he acting like he's afraid, or is he just... He's afraid. Okay. Yeah, he's not he trying to be it? obstinate for obstinate's sake. He's, is he getting more afraid now that we're off the path? Um, yeah, he seems to be more afraid. Okay. Um, and there's several of these uh, hills and stuff. Like I said, when you came in, when you come in, when you came in, there was uh, a couple old dilapidated, you know, mausoleum type structures, and then there's various mounds out some look overgrown some like this have like openings uh with stone doors on them some of the others have stone doors and one he leads you to um is uh has a, a stone door that's like fallen to the ground to the wayside uh, allowing an entrance into it um and there's a set of stone cracked stone sturdy steps and you can just smell like dampness permeating up and out as well as the smell of what can only be like rotting bodies. And these steps go down about, oh, eight to ten feet and then turn to the right. And he's like, we put him down there. The the kid says, we put him down there. This is it. Good luck. It sounded like from before you said you just dropped him out here on a pile. Oh, yeah. You took him down in there. We we threw him down in there. So he should be at the landing. He should have what? He should be on the landing, right? You said it goes down about ten feet, hits a landing, and goes to the right? Yep. Is there a pile of bodies right there? Not right on the landing. Show us where the body is. Well, we just throw them down around that corner. Let's go. We don't. Colgram. Colgram just carries them all. It's easy money. They don't pay us enough to put them in the ground. We'll this make is, sure you're well this paid. This is more money, and this is easier. Just show us where the body is. So, well, are you guys going first? Just go down that landing and look down. You're going first. How much are you paying me? We'll talk about that later. Colgram's if you don't go him. down the landing, you're not going to leave this city of the dead. Go down the landing. He tentatively goes down the steps and he goes, It's dark. You can't see. Hand him a torch. Yep. i got to remember to get more. Is anyone following him or you just let yeah. him go down first? Colgram's down there. He's got his hand on his like collar so he can't okay. run off. So with the torch, you look down, you see the steps go down like another four feet or so, and then they disappear into like a murky, dark, peat-colored water. Uh, it's blackish. The It looks like from the torchlight, it probably goes out, I don't know, 15 feet of surface area down there. And you see a couple, like, float. you, you see a floating body or two. Uh, the stench is horrible. Um, and the... the the kid's just like, there's somewhere in there. We, we hear him splash. We get out of here. So now I have to go swimming through this water because you can't do your job properly. We didn't know anyone was going to come out looking for this guy. You were told to bury him, though, weren't you? I'd say the, the city wouldn't be too happy knowing they're paying you guys for nothing. They probably didn't care much that they would have taken care of it themselves. Maybe you just won't be employed from here on out. Who knows? All right. So pretty much what you've got is... Uh, such color here so like over you go down the steps it went down turn the corner i'm drawing an orange on the right hand side of the map mm-hmm. okay it went down turn the corner and then up ahead there's this larger 
room, and then the water just sort of laps all the way through through here. And there's various things floating in it. There's, you know, what could be wooden coffins. You see, you know, skeletal hand up here. Uh, with the torchlight, can we see all the way across this room? Yeah, with the torchlight you can. It's pretty shadowy at the far side of the room, but you can see the, the wall at the, the far end. Do we see any bodies floating that have on, like, tattered the tattered robes of a wizard? Um, you see, there is, let me switch colors one more time, there is a body floating over this way, but it seems pretty, this one seems pretty decayed, like it's probably been there for quite some time. You see a murky one over here, and you see one that looks to have floated over this way that's bloated a bit, but does have robes that don't seem terribly disintegrated, probably something more recent. Uh, how far away is the one that was barely something recent? Uh, it's this one right here. Yeah, roughly how far would that be? Oh, uh, eight to ten feet in. Okay. I have a grappling hook and fifty foot of rope. Yeah, we asked the kid, "Is that the one right there?" It might be. Doesn't look like it's that old. Now, can I go? Hang on. I've done what I've been asked. Well, I know we're going to pay you well. Don't worry. You what, like um, right? What kind of a check does it take to do a grappling hook thing? Uh, like a, a ranged attack. Okay. To see if you are able to land it on the... Yeah, I'm going to try to land it. Out. It shouldn't be that tough. Yeah. 14. Okay. Uh, the hook grabs in and seems to grab some of the cloth. Okay. Starts kind of slowly pulling on it to bring it closer. Okay. Make an intelligence check. And Colgrim can do it too since he's right down there as well. And the stench down here is just horrid. 13. <clears throat> Noonie class will be standing at the at the corner. Of the okay, bed. like on the landing. Yeah, part. Baptist is at the top, uh, keeping a lookout behind us. Okay. Uh, so Jargon notices some bubbles rising up out of the water over here and over here. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna point it out to the group, kind of quietly, but I'm gonna keep slowly pulling the body. Right. Okay. Colgan's gonna motion for Vixila to come down. She'll come down. And. uh... Newton Cloud starts preparing to cast yeah, Scare. He's going to let the kid go and let Baptist know that he's letting him go, so watch for him to come by. And he's going to draw a sword. So, Jargon starts to pull on the body. He struggles a little bit with it. It seems like it's getting caught on something uh, as you pull. Not something completely immobile, but it's, it's getting more resistance than, you know, just floating easily across the water. You're making progress. It's just slow. I almost want to say that this is like one of those fish that has like the glowing bulb type of thing for bait. And you see um, this giant toad-like creature surface above the water and it shoots out its tongue at uh, Jargon. Yeah, of course it does. Does he get a reflex well, save? It, it was fun having a halfling. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. 18 hit? Yeah, it does. Okay. Uh, so you only take one point of damage but I make a, uh, a pose strength check. A strength check? Yeah. So just do like a d20 plus your modifier. Okay. So you can tell uh, <laughs> the tongue tried to wrap around you and tried to pull on you, but you were able to like pull back away from it. Okay. And you're also able to see a second one of these creatures pop up over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So everybody can roll initiative that's at the City of the Dead. Oh, dang it. 
Oh, no, that's right. Never mind. As these giant toads like creatures surface. Good roll, man. You think I should, like, drop the rope and pull out the bow? No, get the body. Okay, I'll keep working on it then. If you guys want to do the. Colgrim's up. Col- is the tongue still attached to Jorgen? No, he was able to pull away from it. Okay. Um, but it looked like it definitely tried to latch onto him. Um, Colgrim is going to hold his action, and he's going to try to a- attempt to deflect any tongues that might be shot in our direction this round. Okay. That's his D. He'll try to chop the tongue. And Vixila. So can we- giant toad-like creatures... Launch its tongue at Jargon. All right, and it's kind of floating on the. Yep, the surface of them are floating on the surface of the water. How big okay. are we talking about? Mm. Like man size? Larger than man size. <clears throat> Holy shit! Okay. Like large man sized uh, Shetland pony size. You said there. Is there two of them? Yes, yeah, two of them. Vixila is going to fire her heavy crossbow. Um. And as my deed, um, hmm, let me see here. I think I want to like pin them, pin the mouth shut if I can do that. That's okay. my deed. That's what she's attempting to do anyway. Okay. So, so twenty-two Ooh. with a six on the deed. Okay, very nice. You definitely hit, and it appears to be piercing its mouth. Mouth. It's a mouth. It's uh, spelled M-O-U-F, right? Mouth. Yeah, mouth. Giant 13 points of damage in the mouth. Nice. Not only does it uh, pierce it, but it seems to kill it. Like it, it, yeah. uh, it sort of sinks back beneath the surface of the water. So what it gets for messing with my halfling. Yeah. <laughs> the then, uh, still pulling on the body. <laughs> the second one is going to try to lash its tongue out. This time it goes for... Uh, Jargon as well. Colgrim's going to make his attack. Yep, Colgrim, go ahead. Ooh. He crit, but and he hit the D. And he hit yeah, the D. Nice. Should have grabbed that tongue and pulled that thing up. Punch it. Cut it off. Frog legs tonight. I don't know if I want to frog legs. temple. I can smell the water they've been swimming in. This feast is starting to take shape. <laughs> for, for nine damage. Uh, then you're going to roll your crit. Oh, thanks for reminding me. Um... He rolls a d14 on table three. A one. Savage attack, inflicting additional 1d6 damage with the strike. For an additional five, bringing it to 14 total. Okay, you end up killing it as well. Wow, blood the death with the tongue. So, both these creatures seem to be dead. Jargon's still holding on to this rope, trying to pull this somewhat bloated body towards him. Yep, still working on it. How close is the body? Six feet away. Okay. And a few more minutes pass, Jargon straining as everyone watches on. The halfling reels this thing in over the, the water. and The Vic Silo, definitely, like, if the threat's gone, she'll go down and help him pull it in. She gets there a little late. Jargon's already got this thing half on the steps. He's like, where, where were you before? Like, yeah, so he's putting the gaff in it, pulling it up. Uh, tongue's uh, coming at me, and you guys just stood there. And uh, it does seem to be a very 
bloated waterlogged uh, a Alright, let's grab him and get out of here. Give the kid some money. Baptist will tell him to wait at the gate. I'll pay you when we get out. Okay. Tell him if we don't come out, there's lots of money in here, so you need to come and get it. <laughs> tell your friends. Uh, you Go. guys are able to make your way back through the city of the dead, back to the gates, and you've got this rather disgusting body in tow. <clears throat> Uh, for the kid that helps out, Jargon's going to kind of pull him off to the side and tell the guys to go on ahead of him. Start Bring making him with way. us. Bring him with us. He's a good, he'll be a good help. Oh, I'm working on him. Okay. So he's pretty much just going to pull him aside. He's going to sit there and pull out a single gold, and he goes, you work for us now. Come on. Kid's eyes sort of light up. Uh, nose wrinkles a little as someone walks by with the body of a farty. I think it's a little gross. You guys are pulling dead bodies out of submerged well, burial mounds. Said, Let's take his head, his hands, his heart, and his genitals, and leave the rest. <laughs> I'm carrying this body all the way across town. <laughs> because skip the valuable parts. <laughs> because the kid doesn't really know what we have, because we pretty much put they would have put everything in the bag of holding. He's just going to say he was a friend of ours and he deserved a proper burial. That's why we came here. He hands him the gold and he says, "Like I said, you work for us now." Uh, Vixila does not suggest. Um, chopping him up here. So why don't we just shove him in the bag or whatever, drunk limp him home, and then we'll see get back to the temple. Even a drunk limp, a dead-blooded dude? Have you seen the size of the city? Look how far we have to go with him. If he'll fit in the bag without chopping him up, that's fine, but I don't want to carry him across town. He'll probably fit in the bag. A little creativity. All right, that's fine then. Oh, oh Dustin's like, screw that, I'm gone. <laughs> Dang it, Dustin. <clears throat> I am not carrying a body across town. <laughs> yeah, we'll stuff him in there. Okay, so you guys stuff him in there and begin the trek back across the city. What's this kid's uh, name? His name is... Luther Campbell. Who? Moon Moon. moon. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Moon for short. <laughs> moon Moon. I take it he's uh, he's one of the orphans, pretty much. Yeah. We'll uh, mesh him up with the other group. Okay, so we'll we'll start back across town. Yep, start back across town. You guys make it back to the temple with goods in hand and no ambushes. What what did we end up doing? Did you guys just cut him up since I dropped? No, he (laughs) fit. No, he he fit. Uh, We we now have an additional orphan who goes by the name of Moon Moon, but his name is just, he's just called Moon for short. Oh my god. (laughs) I heart this so much. Oh man, does that mean that we just took Moon to the temple? Like, we took Moon Moon to the Temple of the Moon. (laughs) So we brought him home. Pretty much. That's what everybody's saying in the temple. That's right. He's the chosen one. Jeffrey, did you see our request for more information on Monty today come across cyberspace? Uh, yes, I did. Is there a profile out there? Like, There's not a full write-up by any means. There is... So she wasn't like a traditional... Um... No, she's not from the DCC book. Oh, uh, okay. Make it up as you go, say it. Um, in Old Norse Icelandic, Mani is the personification of the moon. He's a dude, and that... 
Well, now she's a chick, so you just back off. It's a modern world now. That's right. People have changed back and forth. A little snip, snip, tuck, tuck. You know, modern science, man. Happens all the time. That's right. I don't know what the hell just happened to this conversation. (laughs) But yes, I can find Wikipedia as well, apparently. Uh, but yeah, the Goddess of the Moon conflict with Carnifex. Um, sisters, right? Yeah. yeah, I believe that's what it was. If we could find out more about that, maybe we could put an end to their feuding and a fussing and resurrect Carnifex's temple. And- bring the, yeah, bring the sisters back together. Carnifex, or how did that... I can't remember how that ended. Well, Carnifex we had a blessing of Carnifex. Is. We still have all of her relics that we had yeah. from the temple. We've yeah, not done right, anything right, with right, them. Right, right. So we are in a position... <clears throat> you know, if we could morally bring ourselves to it, hey, to to start that temple up again, if we could find some get the family back together, proper priesthoods and whatnot. So you guys are back at the temple. You've got orphan named Moon. You've got Afarius's dead body in the bag of holding. Uh, you've got Captain Rack tied up and secured somewhere. Karthus is starting to get a little nervous. Where's Captain Rack? You've got the final proceedings going on to prepare for the ritual coming up in, oh, about 24 hours or so, probably. Baptist is going to gather up the orphans and send them out into the streets and tell them just to to work up the crowd and let everybody know that this is the place to be tomorrow night. Okay. They happily go off and do that, scatter down the temple steps. Baptist as they go away, bring people in, no matter what it takes. We need to uh, start setting up our defenses, too, or planning them. But if there's time... Bong would like to go speak to Captain Rack and uh, also Carthus. He said we got 24 hours. There should be enough time for that. Yeah, I just don't want to like take up too much time when we got other things going on for that. But shouldn't take hey, long. I, hopefully, I do want to see this uh, sacrifice play through tonight. I don't think we'll get through it tonight. I think it, no? well, we might. Well, we'll we'll see. Uh, what else do we got going on? That depends. Now on I Jeffrey. just need to talk to this dead Afardius and then. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on. I, I guess it depends on how much stuff you guys want to do in the next day. Yeah. Um, well, at any rate, so um, Bong will go down and see Rack. Okay. He's down there, bound, grumpy. Now that he's awakening from his poison. <clears throat> Bong just comes down and says, "Aaron told me how poorly you behaved in the sewers. I'm really disappointed in you, Rack. I've really stuck my neck out for you." Sewers like, disappointed. What did I do in the sewers? You constantly complained. You didn't help. You're just you generally took me through church. the city streets. My whole intent was to stay hidden, and you paraded me through the city streets. Look, Cowardly in the sewers. Look, all right. Let me. I've applied for a job. Was turned down. I did a personal favor for you, and was promised a large for, fortune from your personal possession. And I did not receive any of that. My men are up there dependent on getting paid. They're not going to keep working if they don't get paid. So here's my plan. Here's what I'm, I'm giving you an ultimatum. I want you to write a letter immediately of recommendation instituting me as a lieutenant in second in command of the precinct that you're under. And I want you to come up with that 1,000 gold pieces that you promised me from your personal fortune. Tell me where it may be located. Tell me how I can get it easily. It's located at my house. Where at in your house? Uh, the bedroom. I like a little box under the bed. Did we find anything under the bed? No, oh, we didn't find anything in this place other than the uniform. Right. You did not. All right, well, your gold's not there anymore. <clears throat> Write the letter for me. Did you guys steal it? Write the letter for me, and I won't kill you. I hand him a pen, and I untie one hand, and let him write. 
he writes the letter. All right. What does it say? Does it look legit? It looks legit. I recommend Bong be given a uh, lieutenant position in the guard in the smoke district. All right. He says Bong folds the letter, sticks it in his loincloth. <laughs> <laughs> does he have a signet ring or anything, like an official seal that needs to go on this? Um, he has like a signet ring. All right. He'll need some wax. I'll go get a candle, melt some wax, uh, affix his seal to it, tie him back up, go up and see Carthus. <clears throat> Tell Carthus that Rack, there was a problem with Rack and uh, what went down at Ezrin's. I'm working to get him back, uh, but he's written me a letter before we went up there. We need to go up to the precinct, and Vaughn's going to go ahead and settle in as, as the second in command up there. Carthus looks at the letter. Seems perturbed that the position is higher than his own. Does Bong notice this? Yeah, I mean, you can you get the sense that he's not uh, especially happy with with the situation. Bong kind of looks at him and says, Look, Carthus, I'm giving you an opportunity to make more money. You're going to be my second in command. Are you willing to play ball? I don't want any trouble. But, oh, by the way, we've killed everybody that's crossed us. <laughs> Vixila just kind of whispers that in the background. How am I make more money with you than the Overlord? What does the Overlord pay? I get a standard fair wage. What is a fair wage? He said wage? I'd make more than that. Well, tell me your wage. Um, Never mind. He, I'll go find out what you make when I take over at the precinct and look through the, the salary records. <clears throat> and he just says, tie this guy up and throw him down there with a rack. <laughs> And then Bong heads up solo. Is he going to take Karthus up? Nah, I won't do that. Uh, Is he like he's going to play ball? He seems, he's not sure how you're going to, how he's supposed to make more money. Is it just you're going to pay him I'm more? Pay or you, is there I'm some other to, end of I'm the I'm going to pay you more money. You're going to make money. Well, he's going to get to keep his job, and he's going to be doing stuff on the side for us. The police. He doesn't quite get the side business yet. No one's really explained to him about the side business. He's a cop. He knows what a side business is. <laughs> they all got side businesses. <laughs> it just explains that as revenuers, our revenue is going to go up quite a bit with me as second in command. If you take my meaning, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Just tell them there'll be some pretty decent bonuses for the amount of work that you'll be able to get done cleaning up the city. Doesn't have to mean exactly anything. Just <clears throat> um, he nods his head. He seems willing to play along with it for the moment. All right. Well, um, can can Jargon say that'll do, pig? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, Bonk changes his mind. We're going to go up there after the sacrifice and after the raid at uh, on the tower. But okay. he'll instruct that. Uh, Carthus that he needs to stay here for the time being as we're still being as a uh, we're affi- <clears throat> as he's affiliated with Rack he's also being watched by uh, Leotah okay for quick clarification the tower is in New City or is it north side right yeah the northern side of the city okay Baptist is going to take uh, the body of Aphardius to Mephrodis okay you find a Mephrodist <laughs> you present with a body. He's probably pretty go, excited. You're going to share your lunch. Very nice. All right, Mephrodis sits down. All right, what do I need to find Mephrodis out? Mephrodis and from... Danny sit down to watch. Come on, Mephrodis. Well, 
this is starting to take place, Jargon's going to start coordinating with others to set up city defenses or uh, temple defenses. Yeah, we need to start doing that. Uh, all right, 22. Mefford is mutters his incantations, and he's able to establish a basic rapport with the spirit and understands the nature of the entity to which he speaks. The caster has enough time to ask three simple questions. So you seem what? to have contacted a Pardius. Was it we wanted to ask him again? Well, I would like to kill Leotal. Yeah. No. Does Leotal have a weakness? Spirit seems to think, um, not that I'm aware of. Ask right. him how powerful she is. <clears throat> how will that help us, though? I mean, we get what we get, right? Yeah, but if if she's still to a certain extent something we feel we can take on, then we, we can more easily and more readily kind of prepare for going into the tower. Okay, so I'm going to ask how powerful she is, but we, let's try to phrase it uh, and so we can get more. Is there any way we can get more information than just how powerful Leotai is? Like how many how many gor- that's gorillas the, that's she has? The eight men have a weakness. Mm. How about asking about the glass dark? Oh, he may have it. That's a good, that's a good point. What should I ask about it? Where is it? I mean, you can only ask simple questions, right? I mean, you know, yeah. For I mean, yeah, but his answer could be in the tower. We're, yeah, we don't even really know what it does yet, right? The, well, that was believed to be the source of power, wasn't it, for the tower? The glass dark layer? Yeah, but um, <clears throat> so it was like a. Well, what exactly is it, though? We don't know. The rise of implemented. Some kind of raw chaos or something that makes. <clears throat> you guys know uh, that it was an artifact of chaos because uh, Afardius is one that said that if you couldn't find a miracle, that uh, the glass darkly was an artifact of chaos, and uh, yeah, kind of similar. That's if you couldn't find him, it. you should search it out and destroy it. As that would lead to the demise of the of, of a miracle. <clears throat> if he knows where it is, I mean that might be why they came after him. Yeah, let's ask. Oh, where is the glass darkly? Uh, basement of the tower. The basement. How do we get to the basement of the tower? Man, <laughs> we might have been somewhere close to it when we uh, ended up over by the slave or the uh, torture chamber. <clears throat> Although yeah, that tower was crazy, there's no telling where the basement is. We may not. Well, if we if we end up having to follow the same path, we ended up in the very top of the tower, but we had never ended up anywhere so close to the ground that we would feel we were going in that direction. We didn't go to, in the front doors either. I mean, we, yeah, we, we started in the middle. So it's in the basement of the tower. You want to ask how to get to it? Ask him what it is. Well, yeah. I mean, what's the what's its power? Maybe what's its purpose? Yeah, that may, we can find it, I think. Leotal's the problem, right? I mean, the question is, that, do we go for the glass darkly, or do we go for her? You know, if it's the source of the power of the tower, then we could take it, but if it's just a thing... Uh, is I'm kind of concerned about the eight men, though. I mean, they're going to they're gonna be, they be a big problem. Well, if, she's, <clears throat> if they're extra-dimensional or from another world and she's got a way to get them in here... Uh, we could have a serious problem. So, 
even long, we may never even get to her or get in the tower at all if we can't stop those things. Maybe he knows how to shut down the stone golems. Yeah, or send the eight men back. <clears throat> how can we stop the stone golems and send the eight men back? What's that? <laughs> how do we win? <laughs> Yeah, this had like a pretty uh, broad. <laughs> All right. Well, she was obviously pissed at a miracle because she's a spurned lover and maybe jealous of his power. Okay, but then why did she kill him, Fargus? <clears throat> if she just wanted revenge, why would she kill them and start taking over the city? She's obviously up to something. Maybe what's her plan? would be a question to ask him. Yeah. What's Leotard up to? Um, he pauses for a moment, and then he says, I'm not 100% certain. Um, she seems to have been much more powerful than any of us were led to believe. Was that the third question or the second question? Third. Surely he would want to help us since she killed him. Just hang around and answer. Yeah, you want you want to spend some bro time, <laughs> one wizard to another. I do not think a miracle would appreciate that, and Mefford just feels a chill. Oh, we should talk to a miracle. He's here with us. Uh, why why would a miracle not appreciate that, Fardius? You get silence. Mm, stickler. All right. Stickler ghost. I'm gonna try to talk to a, a miracle. If that's cool with y'all, I don't want to hog too much time. No, go for it. This is this is good info that we kind of need. Twenty-four. After another hour, I can ask four simple questions of Emiracall. <clears throat> Do I feel his presence? You feel the chill. The chill. Oh, great Emiracall! I have not forgotten my promises to you, as we seek vengeance on those who betrayed both you and us alike. How can we defeat Leotar? What is her weakness? <laughs> um, I am unaware of what weakness she may have. She was much more powerful than I had thought she had become. If she was so powerful, why did she need us to fight it? Because when you get that powerful, you get lazy and you have patsies do your work. That's like, yeah, like Bong, he has like henchmen beat up the people for him now. <laughs> so true. Well, she could have been not quite as powerful as she has grown and needed the tower as such. All right. But maybe in having defeated, was that Miracle in the tower? That's what boosted her up beyond what they expected her to be. <clears throat> Maybe he knows she's, if she's going to come after us. You think I should ask that? I don't know if he would know that. Okay. Why don't I ask about the glass darkly and then ask if he can aid us in our fight? Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. I know more about it. I ask Emiracall, what, what does the glass darkly do? It provides the tower with its strength and its powers
I ask, can he can he aid us in our in fighting Leotah? I have tossed aside the mortal coil and have no power in your world at the moment. So is that yes or no? That's not our question, though. You're taking that as a no. Okay. Well, um, we got one more question. You have knowledge of he has knowledge of the tower. The tower. Yeah. he's been. Quick question: Is there any way to re-embody a spirit? We may not have access to it. Well, Sant was going to revive that idiot that you not you killed. That was Animate Dead. I think he's going to make a zombie out of him, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the spell I want to cast before we rest. Well, can he give us information about the tower and help us navigate through it? Yeah. Well, I'll ask him how we can navigate the tower safely and kill Leotal. To kill Leotal. Not one question, not two. Um... He says, likely the knowledge I have is no longer the same. She has likely used the glass darkly to reconfigure the tower. Mm, so that whole basement thing might not be true anymore. Mm-hmm. All right. I apologize to Amir Call once again for our betrayal of his trust as he spirit fades or whatever. Or the, he goes back to the chill sense that haunts Mephrodus every second of the day. <laughs> so, Santh, you had a spell you wanted to cast? Yeah, I actually have a couple I'm going to cast. Okay. Um, <sighs> first one I'm going to cast then if Jargon's around and we're going to be resting, how much luck can you get back? Uh, I can now get back five a night. Okay. Very nice. So a potential ten if I need it. Crap. All right. I'm going to cast uh, Holy Sanctuary. That's good to know. Holy Sanctuary. Oh, sweet. Man, I don't know what that does for sure off the top um, of but it's going to be good. Yeah. Depending on – so at the current level um, – at 24 to 27. Um, all right. Jargon, I need it bumped to at least a um, 28. Uh-huh. Um, however, give me just one second here. Uh-huh. If we can bump it to a 32, that pretty much breaks the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can do that. Okay, awesome. So with a 32... Um, I rolled a 26 with four points of luck from Jargon. No, nice. three points of luck from Jargon, just, right? Yeah, just three, because my three would be double that. So That's fantastic. <laughs> so um, the cleric may designate a place as a holy sanctuary. Jeffrey, the place is the Temple of Mani. <laughs> okay. This must be a single building or self-contained location of up to 10,000 square feet in area, a church, forest grove, or cave, blah, 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 blah. Places designated as a holy sanctuary, sanctuary become sanctified forever as long as the cleric's deity retains respect for the cleric's work and actions. Creatures within this place share the benefits of a holy sanctuary as follows, provided they are in the service of the cleric's deity. Enemies of less than 6 HD cannot attack unless they use magical weapons, and enemies of 7 HD, or those using magical weapons, must make a will save versus spell check, which would be 32, to attack. 
the Holy effect crap. on the effect on any one individual is dispelled if that creature makes an, an aggressive action. <laughs> nice. That is awesome. Um, nice. Note that enemies can still enter the place and converse with its residents. They simply cannot attack or make any other aggressive actions. Behold, the ten hit dice creature that does not fall under your rule. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, like I said, it breaks the game or or TPKs us. So one or the other. Dude, that's freaking nice, man. Good job. Okay. <laughs> Just reading through, and you know what? With that, I don't even care about second sight. Um, <laughs> Now I gotta yeah, decide keep it, if I still keep it interesting. Yeah. Did, would this be a good thing to do? Um, and I will, I will go ahead and uh, cast Animate Dead. On that guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Supremes of this course of action. Um, so I got a 17. Yeah, that was dessert. <laughs> I create a uh, single. Zombie. I create a single zombie of up to three hit dice, provided the necessary raw materials are present. I'm assuming we've got uh, quote unquote raw materials. An army down in the basement. Yeah, and uh, he is he is undead for a full day. He's a zombie for a full day. Okay. Does he fall like under your control, kind of a thing? Yeah, yeah. Sweet. He animates and staggers and stumbles as he gets his feet underneath himself, but you now have a zombie under your control. Sweet. So until tomorrow, anyway, I'm going to have him go around um, the inside of the temple drawing symbols of the moon on the wall. Okay. I just give him a piece of chalk, and I'm like, go at it, dude. (laughs) And I I break off his uh, holy symbol and throw it down the, um, the chasm. The chasm. Yeah. And then on my way out of the uh, sanctuary, I just I throw up the double birds. <laughs> <laughs> right before you go out the door, you spin around and just let him have it. You should do like a like one of those silly little spin around moves right to a door, and you do it where you take both yeah. your arms and hit it with your foot at the same time, and, boom, and just turn around and walk out. Just turn around and walk out. Jerrigan has a question, though, for Sam, if he has a chance to convene with Monty the next time. Yeah. He's kind of making sure... This is just covering his bases, you know, and he's not very religious. Mm. He just wants to make sure that the brand that's currently placed on his chest isn't going to cause ill will toward the group. Oh, that's a good question. Um, We could have it surgically removed. We've got a surgeon. We could. We could. Baptism would be a great candidate. (laughs) Actually, Jeffrey, um, after after the ceremony, um, Santh will spend some time in prayer and in study to see if there's a way to remove that brand. Okay. He has that if he has that power within him. Okay. And then later later on that night, you know, he's totally he's totally getting drunk. And probably stoned with Baptist, and and is like, dude, we need to tear down that temple of Cthulhu. Like that needs to be the next thing we do. Oh yeah, Santh and ba- Santh is like Baptist. I, we need to we need to cause some chaos over at that place. And we can set the whole town on fire for all I care. That's why I love you, man. <laughs> it turns it, tur- it turns into like a whole 
bromance thing. Like maybe Baptist isn't into it, but Santa's just doing the thing where you know you get real drunk and he's just like, man, man, I love you, man. You just burn everything just down, sharpening man. Sharpening knives. <laughs> <laughs> as long as he like nods and smiles every once in a while in Santa's direction, oh, Santa's is happy. He's nodding and smiling. He keeps giving him drinks and. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> a, hit of, a hit of the opium every now and then. Oh, man. This is good times in the temple tonight. <laughs> Looney Klaus is asleep, getting ready. Chargon's going to rest. Santa will definitely rest and, you know, say prayers over the handmaidens and or the handmaiden, I should say, um, and make sure everything's set for tomorrow. Okay. Practices, practices his sermon. <laughs> Um, Bone make sure everybody's wearing the all of his men are wearing the white tunics of Monty all ready for the thing. Oh yeah, um, Jeffrey, how much would it cost? And I, I I'm gonna have to kind of meta this a little bit since I just read up on um, Monty. But how much would it cost to like have someone have fashioned for us um, wolf masks? Um. Ten silver a piece. Okay. A gold if you want them highly crafted, like you know, exquisitely, you know, very well done. Okay. Santa would need a really well done one. Well, yeah, Santa will be pretty ornate. He's going to wear the demon well, plate armor tomorrow this, night too. Uh, how does this sacrifice have to go, Jeffrey? Because when we came, when we took the tower, there was the priestess, the virgins, and there were some other people on the. In the center of the pit, too, right? Yes, there were. It was in the center, there was the abbotess, and then her handmaidens who, like, assisted with the ceremonies. And then while you guys were watching, the little uh, altar thing in the middle right here actually sort of rose up. So normally it's down inside the, the floor, flat and even. And then during the ceremony, it rose up and outstepped the sacrifice. And then so, the person seemed like they were drugged and just sort of walked out of that container the 10 feet off the edge and plummeted to the how did the how does the person get in the in the thing uh put in there prior to the ceremony starting before everybody shows up and the people how does the altar raise up and down uh there is a uh up here there's a uh flagstone on the floor that you need to stand on which puts in a little like pulley lift thing Gotcha. And as the workers come in the door for the ceremony, do they have to do anything specific? For what part? The worshipers as they come in to oh. watch. The- no, I mean, people are all pretty much quiet, turn their attention towards mm-hmm. the focus, so it's more just a, a quiet thing. There's not anything. There's no certain. ritual they have to do or anything? No, nothing there. specific. Okay. Just uh, Now, most of the people were in robes when you guys came in, so, I, you know, you may need to hand. Granted, those are all robes would still be somewhere in the temple, so it's not like you guys don't have them. Uh, but you know, as people came in, you might want to hand them out. You know, near the entrance, if someone's so like all those people that orphans are out gathering, yeah. you may want to have, you know robe them up. Orphans will robe them up. And sort of like choir robes as we come in, as they come in. All right, um, Jeffrey. I will spend. How many people do we expect to? Like we don't really have a good idea, I know, but how many how, how many were there last time? I think last time there was like I want to say like fifty five to sixty folks besides the people doing the rituals. So like probably fifty five to sixty in the audience or something. There's a fair number. Mm-hmm. But okay. a lot of the people that are common to the temple, just temple goers, they they have their own robes and they're sort of they know what's going 
the temple itself will have robes for most everybody. The the wolf mask they wouldn't have, but the the robes themselves okay. they would. The temple would have a supply of those. Matt, like how many choir uh, robes? If you go join the choir, the, you get provided a robe, and that's in the church. Not. How many uh, hirelings and stuff do we have around? Like, what what is the total of our retinue that we have working in the temple? Uh, let me pull up my Google Doc real quick. <laughs> I like how you have a spreadsheet for his hirelings. For your hirelings, it's like seventy five or eighty people by now, I think. No, it's not that many. It's close to twenty. I think I've got sixteen. Okay. Um, Jesus. All right. Stance will buy uh, one hundred. He'll he will have crafted before the ceremony. If if you're okay with me doing that, Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, I'm fine. One one hundred wolf masks. And I'll do the one gold version so that they're, you know, nice. Okay. Um, and we can hand those out with the robes, and anyone of our party that wants to participate, they can they can wear the wolf masks. And then I'm going to spend uh, an additional uh, 90 gold on one myself. Actually, I'll split that. I'll, I'll do, like, um, 40 gold for one for me and, like, 50 gold for the abatis. I want hers to be better than mine. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay. So all told, 190 gold to some lucky mask maker somewhere in the city for 100, 100 wolf masks and then, like, uh, one ornate mask and one really ornate mask. Okay. You're able to find somebody in the city that can provide you with that? Cool. Probably the whole mask-making industry profited from that. Yeah, yeah that, that was a rather... Actually, I only have 12 on hand. Well, that's all right. We'll have plenty of masks next time. Yeah, the, when some of them are working. dead in the, the tower courtyard, and the rest are on assignment. We're working on growing the, uh, growing the membership here, so we're going to need them eventually. No big deal. Santa's giving back to the church. He's doing it right. That's right. So the wolf mass will probably have been delivered earlier, or probably be delivered tomorrow, because they didn't have a whole lot of time to work on, even with the, you know, it's only been like two or three weeks. Right, right. Is the uh, orphans bringing, bringing people in? Yes, they'll start bringing people in probably uh, the following day. So overnight, the night passes uneventfully. It's the day of the ceremonies. The orphans have started to bring uh, some folk in off the street. Looks like they're sort of oh sleeping off their hangovers. You, you're not convinced they didn't actually carry people out of the gutter to here as they as they you know awake. They're still they're doing, they're doing their job. Uh, Converting so sinners. They do return some people to the temple. Uh, other preparations going on. Some people, folks, get some stuff clean. Around noon, the wolf masks show up. Uh, crates of those. Um, just wants to check his traps at the sewer entrance and okay. Make sure that's all in order. Uh, you go check the traps. They look like they're in order. It looks like they're still set. Uh, there do not appear to be any problems at the sewers. Santa will definitely make sure that the um, masks are are all in order. Okay. You go through the mask. It looks like they're all. We're supposed to have people. Oh, sorry. Are we okay. supposed to have people at the top of the ziggurat on this for the sacrifice? That is, because um, when we first came through, there were folks up there, if I recall, or am I thinking of a different encounter? 
I believe there were folks up there. You're not sure whether they were more guards or part of the sacrifice. Sans pretty sure there are more guards than anything else to make sure that the temple top was clear of obstruction. Is there a way to get up to the uh, the hole in the top of the ziggurat? Yeah, there, you can go up the outside of the ziggurat to get up there. Are we going to post like, like a guard or two up there? Probably couldn't hurt. Yeah, yeah at least a couple. To. They can also look, uh, act as a pretty good work, uh, a pretty good lookout from that height. Yeah, that's true. Aram Aram's been pretty much like head of security, right? Like he's been. Yeah, he's been bond sergeant. He's been doing all the routine stuff. So, um, Sand trust him to to take care of security measures and make sure people are in place. Um. Well, in that case, Sant, I mean, uh, Aram is going to have, he would like to have a wizard up there with him. He'll put Jadawin up there if necessary, kind of on the, up higher on the ziggurat with probably uh, five archers. Here at the gate, he's going to station five more here, you know, around the gate area. He's going to have five more people kind of supervising the crowd and watching for any trouble, and the rest will be downstairs. With the two that are left downstairs, or one, or whatever's left. Three, okay. five, eight. I'll put four on the uh, on the ziggurat, five in the entrance, and two down there with the rack. Okay. Any other last-minute preparations for the ceremony to get underway? Jargon will help Santh, or at least set himself up to hand out robes and masks, just to kind of take a bit of that burden off while he's probably having to run around and do other things. Santh, okay. maybe you should detect magic on this place to see if we're being scryed upon. <laughs> oh, man. You should have asked me to do that last night. <laughs> Sorry, I meant to do that right away, but I forgot until just now. I was on a roll. Uh, man, I don't want any. I don't want any disapproval. No, well, I've got plenty of luck, man. All right. Yeah, I avoided <laughs> disapproval. Just got failure. Um, I mean, if you want a bump, I would need two. Yeah. Give me that. All right. Um, I mean that's. That's not going to tell me anything, though. Actually, don't worry about that. I'll just take the bump up to number to two. That's fine. Okay. Because that's silly. It's not going to. You'd have to bump it up quite a bit for me to learn anything. So. All right. No problem. I tell Mephrodis that Monty is not to be bothered at this time with trivial matters. Mephrodis just kind of like goes back to his hole and lays down again. <laughs> Are you still messed up? No, he's better, but he's just lazy and sorry now. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he he's does have to. Around. No, he'll, he'll get still, up. He'll, like, start moving around, milling about. He's still using excuse, the same excuse. We're like, dude, it's, you're fine. No, you know. Memphis is pretty disconcerting to look at. It's probably best if he doesn't, like. Yeah. We got wolf masks. Yeah, that's a good idea. He puts on a wolf mask. <laughs> <laughs> Some big fur boots. Carthus is still tied up downstairs. Carthus was actually with. Um, I'm going to put him, tie him up. Right, right, right. No, Carthus. Uh, Rack is tied up downstairs. Carthus is. I right. let him like stay with the men. He's kind of like being held, but he's held in a. He's free, kind of. He just can't leave the temple. 
he's like acting security right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I gave him a sorry story about how it's not safe for him to go back, so he needs to stay here. So, so he's probably he'll be in the front too, so he can be more closely watched. I think it's about time for that sacrifice. We've got defenses set up, right? Everybody else is handing out robes or doing doing something there. So. By late afternoon, the orphans have brought in about 30, 35 folks. On top of the regular congregation, though, right? Yep. Okay. we got to wait until night, obviously. Yep. Everybody ready? Let's do it. Okay. Been a long time coming. Let's light this candle. So you guys have the guards in place, traps secured. You've got robes handed out. The 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 large room with the altar is starting to fill with people. Um, who's out on the dais? Uh, it's going to be Santh, Abadis, just those two, or you got someone else? That's... Do we have? I can't remember if we had any. Um... Handmaidens yet? I don't think we do, right? It's just me and the abbotus. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. That's what you've got so far. Didn't we have the bar wench? That's, that's, yeah. The that's yeah. That's Jaden. That's oh, the abbotus. I thought she. Uh, I swore we had like I could have swore we had somehow recruited one. I thought, but maybe not. I thought we that's had what, two, but I don't have it written down. So Bon will grab one of the ceremonial halberds or whatever those were pikes. Oh, okay. and wear a robe and come out there with y'all if that's admissible. Matt, don't you? Don't you have a uh, you have a cleric too? A oh, Prospero, yes, he can yeah, be out there. He's, he's like, out there with us. He knows what he's doing. And um, Santh has uh, the zombie of Toscar or whatever his name was. Yes, he has. He has that dude kind of dressed up like a fool. Tardis. <laughs> Tardis. Uh, he's got him all dressed up like a fool. Um, I dare say Snish snuck away from the Thieves Guild in order to view this. <laughs> yeah, Estrobia, he probably wants, is interested in that as well. This as well. Um, actually, Santh will pull um, Mephrodus aside, and during a certain part of the ceremony, during a part of the sermon, instruct, um, not Mephrodus, but Bong, um, to like cut the zombie down. Okay, just give me the We're, nod. All right, and then we'll just kick his parts into the pit. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's a little warm up. It's like the opening. <laughs> I was used to worry about Bab just bringing down the pain on us, but I'm now worried about Santh. <laughs> <laughs> Santh is rubbing Cthulhu's nose in it tonight. Uh, so the moon starts to come higher in the sky you get some of the light starting to filter down from the top it's still not in the perfect position but it's drawing closer um who's up at the top of the ziggurat uh i didn't name them specifically jadwin and four others okay i can roll randomly if you want me to uh, yeah, well, no, you can just use the number off the spreadsheet so you can roll around with D16. They're just, they're just names. Most of them have never <laughs> showed up in the game at all other than to get hired. Jadwin sees four flying shapes off in the distance, and they seem to have some large piece of material or something draped amongst them like it carried across like a not a parachute but something equally as large alright Jadawin immediately signals down below 
Actually, he just starts yelling, get Noonie Klaus, get Noonie Klaus. And he starts preparing to do whatever he can do. Okay. And well, what's Noonie Klaus going to do? The archers get ready. He's going to rush out the front door of the temple and uh, look up in the sky. Okay. Is the, is the thing coming from the tower? It's the forms? The general direction, yeah. Yeah, it's coming from the north. And is it coming towards us? Yes. And it's multiple. It's... It looks to be like four or five of these flying ape men carrying something rather large. All right. Uh, Jadwin is going to cast Magic Shield. Okay. Uh, you can go and get that in. you got plenty of time to do it, so you can even do that out of initiative. Ah, I lost it. Well, anybody want to get enlarged? <laughs> enlarge, enlarge the halfling. <laughs> if you're out there, he'll do it. No, he's, he's not. If, if you guys yell down for him, he will be. Yeah. So the moon's rising higher in the sky. Uh, a little more light shining down the, the shaft from up above. How close down. are the, the forms? They're now about 200 feet away. Mephrit is closer. Is Mephrit is aware of... Dropping a cloth. No, Klaus is going to cast magic missile. Okay. Is Mephrit is aware that something's going on? I mean, Jadwin called down, right? Yeah. yeah. And Mephrodis is there with his wolf mask. Yeah, so I would say you probably wear something. And he'll go and get ready to dispel okay. if necessary. Let's see. Oh, dear. Nidney Klaus will reach in, pull out a couple of his fingernails, and burn four points. Okay. Magic missile at the four creatures. Okay. Twenty-one. <clears throat> Caster throws one d4 plus two missiles. One d4 plus two, four. They do one d6 plus caster level. Each missile can be aimed at a separate target to which the caster is line of sight. Okay. And never miss. Okay. And we d- we decide I can do them one at a time, right? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. Okay, the first missile, 10. Okay, it's still flying. Second missile at the same creature, 11. It falls out of the air. Part of the thing it was holding seems now flap in the breeze as the other three sort of dip a little bit in altitude, uh, but still continue to fly towards the temple. It's 7. Still up. And one more at the same one. And still up. Okay. And... They begin to close the distance pretty quickly. Let's go ahead and roll initiative. Oh, how do you want to do this, Jeffrey? There's a whole lot of initiatives to track. Uh, I mean, you've only got four people up on top, right? Yeah. And oh, are you are you just oh, wanting to right. for the people on top? Oh, uh, yeah. Everyone can roll in case you guys end up coming into it. All right. Uh, well, Nuni Miles <clears throat> is down at the the steps on the front at the front door. All right, well, I'm going to roll... Mephrodis is outside as well. I'm going to roll Jadwin's initiative, and he'll have the other three archers to level zeros. Okay. And I'll roll for Mephrodis separately. Sans and Vixila, what are you guys up to? Um, Vixila is standing guard over by the front of the lake. She's over here on the inside of the temple. Um, okay. Just kind of watching over things. She's got a she's got a mask and a robe on, but she's got all her gear and stuff. So she's just kind of crowd control if necessary. Um, and then Santh is going to start his sermon, um, which I mean I can say it whenever. But um, yep. basically, he's going to time it so like 
when the sacrifice happens, like um, the, he'll he'll start the sacrifice when he gets to like the last three or four lines, so it all kind of aligns the way okay. it should. You got a little bit of time before the. I figured as uh, much. Yeah, Baptist is going to position right there by the. Okay. In the right yeah. Okay. I'm assuming that based on movement, people are kind of catching on, like especially in the group, that what something is going on from the front steps to the top of the ziggurat, where these things are flying. How high up would that be? How high up? Yeah. Uh, the top of the ziggurat is about 200 feet off the ground, Jeez. so it's probably 80, 90 feet from the the top of the steps to the top of the ziggurat. It's probably about the steps probably come about halfway up. Okay. Um. Jargon will kind of position himself near Bap and uh, Vixila. So the the flying monkeys, apes, come closer, and as they come in, they sort of uh, let loose of what they're carrying, and this large tarp or cloth type thing comes billowing down, looking apparently to try to cover the top of the ziggurat. Oh man, okay. So oh, I saw that coming. Yeah. Ooh. And seems to come down and seems to be, it, it sort of blocks the view of the, the people on top from the flying creatures as this big black tarp type thing comes billowing down over and it's large enough to sort of drape over the entire top of the, the temple. It seems uh, like an aggressive action. Sam inside <laughs> sees oh, oh, nothing's taking damage though. I'm not sure it counts as an aggressive action. <laughs> uh, um, this aggression will not stand, Smokey. Santh inside sees the moonlight that was coming down the mirrored shaft just disappear. It's it's dark, it's shadowed. He knows something is not right. Yeah. Well, the guys up there, Jadwell. and then that takes us to Baptist and Nuni Klaus. Nuni Klaus. Now Nuni Klaus is still in a vantage point. He can see these flying creatures uh, because he's out from underneath the. the the heavy How far away is it from the temple to the tower? It's a fair distance. Uh, the I, I want to say 10 to 15 minute walk through the city. Okay. Just fireball that damn tarp and let's get it on. Ooh. How big is the tarp? It's covering the top of the... Uh, and the, the people that are under it? The, and, yeah, it's going to come down over top of them at the moment. We it's not get, on them yet, it but it's drifting through the air, and you can tell I mean, it's it going it? to land. The way 40, feet, 40 feet? Yeah, it's probably uh, 5, 10, 15. We're next. We can get it, it off. Fireball them. Thousand feet. Yeah, blast it out of the sky. I mean, the, the, the thing's probably 50 feet by 50 feet. Okay, okay, so it's not a gigantic thing. No. I mean, it, it covers and it drapes. It looks like it's going to do that. But. How far away? But they're, and they're flying away. You're not sure. They've just released. So there are still three flying ape men in the air that Nuni Klaus can see. And he can't tell yet if they're going to fly away or if they're going to try to press an attack. Okay. They're going to get... Now, uh, you guys also know that theoretically, Santa's cast a holy sanctuary. You guys know that. They don't necessarily know that. Right. Well, Nuni Klaus will fire at him again. Okay. This time he is not going to spell burn. Fourteen. Jargon should be close enough to you that if you need luck, I would think. Because you're still at the front door, right? Yeah. Yeah, I should be within range for you if you need luck. Okay, I can throw. I'm just going to go with that. That result. 
one missile that one, does 1d4 okay. plus caster level. You can go for the one that's already wounded from last time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You see more. another one drop out of the air and crash into the top of a building. Okay. And Jargon Baptist, of Baptist is, is just gonna he's just gonna hold his Okay. He's just gonna remain vigilant. Jargon? Uh Jargon's gonna Jargon's gonna do the same because there's no real way that he could get out the temple and up half two hundred feet in order to try to shoot at anything. Okay. And then that takes us to uh, the five level zeros at the gate who don't see anything coming towards the gate. And then you've got Jadwin and the archers who can't see the flying ape men anymore because this canvas is coming it's going to pretty much land on them next round. They're confident it's on track to do so. And then you got Mephitis. Well, Jad was going to position them during their six seconds that they have to get ready to pull that tarp off as quickly as possible. Okay. And Mephitis, he's, he's going to shoot birds at them. <laughs> you sons of bitches. Okay. I mean, he really ain't got nothing else that doesn't kill some, one of somebody he knows, so... He, put, uh, he draws a Sans. sword. <clears throat> Sans and Vixila. Um. Hmm. You're not making this easy on me, Jeffrey. <laughs> Just keep following the prayer book. Follow the rubrics. Yep. He's, he, he keeps on keeping on with the prayer. Um. You're yeah. thinking next round you'll probably have to start your sermon. Mm-hmm. How far up is the ceiling from the? I want to say it's about ninety feet. Okay. Or like the ceiling, or like to the top of the shaft there. To well, oh yeah, I forgot. There's a big shaft there too. Yeah, there's a big shaft above uh, the back. That's where the light shines in. That's where you saw it go dark as the shadows right, of the part. Right. This all right. We did this to the last owners of the temple. Yeah, I mean, um, Vixila will will kind of run outside and uh, tell Nuniclass to burn the, if he can, to to burn the tarp. Okay. Yeah, honestly, they're doing their job in the service of the temple. If they're in the way of whatever, if they're in the way of whatever needs to be done, do it. Well, if they can, if they can pull it off, if you think they can pull it off, then. I, if well, it's a regular tarp, they ought to be able to. If it's not, then we're screwed. Well, they get a chance to go before Numiclass goes again. So. Yeah, that's true. Or if they get it off, it's fine. And if they don't get it off, Numiclass so, will do something else. Two of the ones remaining that are flying fly towards the front of the temple at the gate and then fire down a... Uh, they appear to be armed with crossbows, and they shoot at some of the crowd that's in front of the gate. Mm-hmm. And but uh, because of the spell, it seems like they're unable to effectively attack, and they seem baffled by that. So they're sort of hovering there. And then that takes us to Nudie Klaus and Baptist. Okay, did they get the tarp off? I'm sorry. You go before them. You can hold your axe and let us go next. I go before see. Them. And how many eight men are flying around? How many what? Eight men are flying around? No, no, there's only uh, 
there's only four, and now there's only two, two, two flying ape men. Okay. Though they seemed unable to attack because of the spell, right, 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 and are sort of baffled, hovering over the front gates. Uh, Nooney Klaus will hold his action. Okay. Uh, Baptist is going to hold his position and just keep uh, looking for anyone uh, suspicious looking in the crowd. Okay. Jargon. Jargon's making a bolt run for the basement. He wants to like kind of position himself right on the little platform there, facing towards the sewer entrance. Okay. Uh, you reach. Go ahead. I know he won't make it there this turn, but this will be like uh, he'll have his bow out and just aiming at it, waiting for something to come through. Okay. And that takes it back to Matt's characters. They, Jadawin and his bunch, are going to try to take take the uh, tarp off. Okay. Um. So the tarp comes down over you. So now you're sort of underneath the tarp, just draped down over you. Uh, go ahead and go ahead and do some strength checks. Uh, like for everybody? Or just What's like that? One, like one strength check or a strength check for every character? Do you like one strength check and then add a plus? You said there's four plus Jadwin or three? Yeah, there's, plus uh, there's uh, four total. total. Four total. Four total. So do a strength check plus six on top of whatever its normal modifiers would have been. Uh, Jadwin's? Can we do somebody besides, ja- besides Jadwin's? <laughs> I'm fine with that. Or is it ever? How about just a plane plus six? Okay. Eight. Okay. That tarp <laughs> seems heavy. Oh, crap. Thick fabric, thick material, and you barely budget. I mean, it's just maybe you couldn't get a good handhold on it. Maybe you guys didn't coordinate and pull all the right direction, but you do not get it to move. All right. Noonie Klaus, do what you got to do. Okay. Um, Noonie Klaus is going to cast Fireball then. Okay. Uh, see you in hell, Bong's henchman. Mm. Sad day. Hey, maybe they'll fall down the pit, though. This could be part of the sacrifice. <laughs> it's raining people. Okay. He is going to cast Fireball. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I just want the tarp to catch on fire. I just want to do the minimum to catch, to incinerate the tarp completely and not harm the temple. I don't want to do. I don't want to do that much damage. Oh, like the. Oh, okay. Just you don't, wanna, the people's gonna not. You just mean you don't want to catch the temple on fire. Well, I mean, if I, I just want to get the tarp gone with the m- most minimum effort. <laughs> I don't know. The most, the most minimum. I mean, if the people get killed, they do. But the yeah, tarp has to be gone. They're so doing the tarp. Yeah. The tarp was probably tarp maximum force. They were getting the minimum force well. required to burn off the tarp. All so right. do you want to bring your spell result down? Yes. Because if you miss it, then you don't know what will happen next round if that tarp's still in place. No, I want to I want to bring it... So like right now, you have a three sprays of 1d3 plus 1 fireballs each. Oh, actually, you probably well, want to go down anyway. That adds his intelligence or his level modifier again, right? Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. It's So that's a... So that's like 30, a 34. 30, 33. 33. So 10d6 damage. Yeah. So 10d6. Holy crap. Okay. That's fantastic. 33 points mm. of damage to the tarp. Mm. <laughs> okay. And to some, some Can, suckers that they wouldn't have to pay anymore. <laughs> well, one of those was Jadowin. But he, he 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 was a hireling at one time as well. I don't so. even know who that is. 
So the tarp disintegrates. Uh, uh, all four people up on top die from the blast of the fireball. That uh, is um, just points at the moon. The light <laughs> shines down the shaft. Sand sees it illuminate. He knows it's time to start this thing. And just so I don't have to interrupt the two that were flying over the, the, the front entrance who had a confused look on their face seemed to fly off towards the south. Nice. And then, Santh, I believe you have a... I do. I have the... So Santh will begin telling the parable of the wolves and timing it just so so that um, the last few lines will coincide with the virgin uh, raising and walking off the edge. In the beginning, the triad created the worlds. They created the creatures, both man and wolf. The triad created the sun and the light. But death entered the world, and with him came night. With the night came Mani, the hastener, the chaser of day, the ruiner of sun. Mani, this goddess of the moon. In their rage, the triad set the wolves upon this goddess, the whirling wheel. And through the skies, the wolves chased the moon. But the wolves, while brave, were outwitted, and the moon followed the wolves and chased them as she chased the sun from the sky. Thus the wolves became creatures of night, and thus must we all chase the sun from the sky and become wolves. We must follow. We must be brave. We must be vicious and chase the sun from the sky. Become the wolf and embrace the darkness. And with that, the virgin walks off the edge and plummets into the pit. Faint scream as she as goes down. Bong killed the zombie, uh, I assume, on cue. Uh, yeah. The entire temple chamber fills with a certain sense of enlightenment to all the congregation that's gathered there. Sant feels like he... Uh, orchestrated everything perfectly uh, went well uh, Mani uh, bestows upon him an additional first level spell above and beyond normal Ooh. nice That's awesome. um, and he's confident that he's helped establish his favor with Mani in his first real <clears throat> ceremony that he's presided over yeah he has a permanent plus five to all spell checks from now on <laughs> <laughs> Regardless of planetary location. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and the congregation talked amongst themselves. Uh, it seemed to be an overwhelming success. Nice. Yeah. That was freaking awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. Formed their first ceremony to Mani. Santa does a little Freddie Mercury dance. <laughs> he just stands there with his with his fist up in the sky underneath the uh, the yeah. flash pots go out go off and fat bottom girl starts playing. He just like shoves a fist in the sky and walks off. <laughs> and then um, hmm, Jadwin, I think we should send somebody up to the top and roll the body. Oh yeah. yeah. There's no way that yeah. there's no way I can heal him but could roll his body. Yeah, uh a Oth will go up and roll his body. <laughs> I can pronounce Oth's name. So he needs to make a luck check. Yep, roll under your luck. 
And his luck is a 16. Hey, that's not bad. The odds Good are odds. in our favor. Wow, you wanted to cut it close there, huh? Apparently. And he's supposed to lose one point of either strength, agility, or stamina. Yep. Uh, one point of strength. Okay. So that lucky, lucky person survived. I don't know. He's got a three strength, a three permanent strength now. <laughs> what class? <laughs> He's a wizard. Or a wizard. A cleric or a wizard, right? He's a wizard, yeah. It's not too terrible, I guess. (laughs) Nothing to burn. No, that's true. Yeah, he he has not. He's not going to be a spell-burning wizard. (laughs) So the ceremony is complete, and that's probably a good spot to wrap it up tonight as you guys figure out what you're going to do next. Yeah, that was uh, was awesome. Great work, Dustin. Thank you, thank you. All of that worriness, she's in a tart. That was her plan. To put a tarp on the top. It was a good plan, really. It almost worked. It was to keep the rain out. <laughs> it was just to make the timing more dramatic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. I'm not as concerned about her. <laughs> so uh, that wraps oh. it up for tonight, and we'll pick it up next week. All right, sounds sweet. Cool. cool. Yeah, cool. Okay. Guys. Awesome. Good work. Good game. Yeah. Good... Later, guys. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for listening to the DCC RPG Actual Play Podcast. Please stop by irontavern.com forward slash podcast and tell us what you think.